We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey man, are you ready to take the step to quitting porn but feel stuck because you don't know how? Well, I have just the thing for you, the Secret Habit Recovery Accelerator, an all-in-one systemized and proven roadmap to helping Christian men experience lasting freedom from porn. In the Accelerator, you will get the three essentials to a successful recovery. One, expert guidance from myself, someone who has five years of freedom under their belt. Two, a proven roadmap. We have helped transform over 2,000 relationships through our programs. And three, like-minded community of men. Recovering alongside other men increases your chance of hitting your recovery goals by 66%. Isn't that amazing? So if you're really serious about accelerating your recovery, then head on over to secrethabit.ca slash porn recovery program or click the link in the show notes to hop on a complimentary call with me to see if you're a good fit for the accelerator. Until then, God bless. The topic of confession and repentance that we're going to talk today about is so many times misunderstood and confused. Isn't that right, babe? Yeah. So many of the men I work with get a sense that God is angry at them, that he's a dictator, that he's ruling with an iron fist. And a lot of the guys I coach actually run from God rather than run towards him. Mm, that is so sad. And I think, you know, you and I both have a great experience of confession and repentance. And like, as we learn about confession and repentance, we then trace back to our story and we were like, wow, that was actually a really pivotal moment in both of our stories. So I would love for you, babe, to, to more really elaborate on this idea and, and break down what is confession and repentance? Why are we, why are we having this misunderstanding in around this? Yeah, hon, for sure. And I've been really passionate about this topic, especially over the last couple of years after reading one specific book on recovery called Grace-Based Recovery that talked about confession and repentance in just a beautiful way that opened my eyes. And since then, I've been really passionate helping the men that I work with see confession and repentance as an invitation and an opportunity from mm -hmm. the Lord to reconnect with the Lord as if in, in the Gospels, we read about the prodigal son's father is the, is the image of Jesus running towards this son who has sinned. And when we have a picture of confession and repentance being like that, where the father wants to reconnect with us because he loves us, it just changes our perspective. So mm. one of the problems that I've faced and seen and heard time and time again is that the church culture 
especially old school church culture, purity culture, it's like confession and repentance is for those people that are really failing. Like you only confess and repent when you're a failure and it makes it feel so big when really it's something that we are called to do daily, daily. many, many, many times per day because we all sin, fall short of the glory of God and it's so much more common. So confession and repentance is actually supposed to be a daily routine in our life, not just this one big shabam you do because you're such a failure. It's actually you being humble and admitting your fault, coming back to the Father. And there's something beautiful about that. So it's not a label saying you're a failure. It's saying you've made a mistake. Come depend on the Lord. Mm -hmm. He wants to restore you. He wants to redeem you. Just like he did with Peter on the beach. He restored him and redeemed him and called him to something greater. Just like the story of the prodigal son. He didn't say, oh, my son, you're such a failure. I can't believe you ran off. He said, you get everything I have. You were mm -hmm. lost and now you're found. And like, that's the message of confession and repentance is I want to, I want to know you. Like mm -hmm. in the garden, God said, Adam and Eve, like, where are you? Mm -hmm. He looked for them. He knew they sinned. He's God. <laughs> He's very, very smart. <laughs> and he looked for them and said, where are you? He wanted to know where they were. He wanted to be with them. He wanted to be connected. He wanted to know them just like a parent. Mm -hmm. You and I are parents, hon. Yeah. <laughs> She's young. Violet's 18 months. But when she gets older and makes mistakes and does things wrong or poorly or sinful, we want to know about it. Mm -hmm. To shower her with love. To help her know what is right and wrong. To be there for her. Mm -hmm. And that is what confession and repentance is all about. So that's kind of the problem I see. And that's what leads people to thinking God's a dictator, a iron fist ruler, an angry God, when really he's just opening up an invitation and an opportunity because he wants us to be known by him. Mm. And that's really beautiful. I love that. So that's something that I'm really passionate about. That's so beautiful. I feel like my heart just like totally exploded when you were talking. And I hope it's exploding for listeners right now because it's just you explained it in such a way of like this beautiful love of our father yeah that fatherly love to really um that he's he's there to help us in that and not to yeah not to you know just tell us that we gotta leave you know like that's not that he's not there for us yeah um yeah i just love that and i wanted to wanted to know but when uh when somebody when you bringing somebody through confession and repentance and obviously we we took even restored to restore to foundation restoring the foundation restoring yeah. the foundation and we love that that was such a great um that was such a great um um retreat that we did and we totally love that that influenced our life our lives it was intense it was very intense yeah, changed a lot in my life and we learned a lot but I, i would like to really know how do you usually bring your clients through confession and repentance and what does it look like yeah so i was kind of saying i learned from grace-based recovery i just really like the way they explain it and mm -hmm. express it and i have have a mentor in my life who's been a big help in this idea of creating a repentance plan which is something that is like putting your money where your mouth is kind of thing. <laughs> so often people confess their sin and then they talk about repenting of like, I'm never going to do it again. It's almost like they're more creating an oath and they're on a vow and a promise mm -hmm. that they're not backing up with action. Mm -hmm. So it's actually an empty promise that they're going to fail in. And in many ways that makes them feel more ashamed. Mm -hmm. That's really problematic. So, you know, we look at the book of James, he talks about confessing your sin to God and one another. 
and you will pray together and you can be healed, like spiritual healing. So there's something powerful about confessing to God and to another person. So that is so important, which is often missed. A lot of people just confess to God and they kind of move on. So in the book, Race-Based Recovery by Jonathan Daughtry, he talks about confession being the revealing of an error. And I love that because the error isn't just the action. It isn't just the sin. It's the thoughts you had. It's the lies you believed. It's the things you in your heart decided to do before you acted on them. There's many things that are errors. And when you confess of all of the errors, you actually get a full spectrum of what is sin and what was the problem. And you're revealing the error to God and to somebody else. And then repentance is when you're sealing the error, which is basically turning yourself from the sin and towards God, not just speaking it out, but actually like thinking, what would it look like to turn away from that sin and turn towards God and live in a way that is godly? And then the second part of repentance is that repentance plan, which is actually planning. What does it look like to turn from sin and turn towards God? Because just doing that as a decision in the moment when you're full of uh, guilt or shame and you want to make a big change, it's a little bit different than tomorrow when you're met with the same temptation. Mm. So what is your action plan, a repentance plan? So in my video in the Accelerator course, I talk about these steps. I have a worksheet on helping guys create repentance plans. I have a, an actual actionable step of like finding somebody that you can even recap the day with or recap the week with. I'm going through confession and repentance together, praying with one another, just like it says we're supposed to do in the book of James. Mm-hmm. So everything I talk about is rooted in scripture. And then taking from grace-based recovery, what he talks about revealing the error and sealing the error. And I just think there's so much power in that. Mm-hmm. And I get excited about it because so many people think Confession of repentance is very loose. Catholic Church is very rigid. Protestant Church is very loose. What's the middle medium? And we are very confused about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, I'm just trying to figure out, babe, um, I think probably many listeners are thinking about what is your stories with confession and repentance? What is your story like when... When did you confess and repent? What did, what did that look like? And why? how was that important in your life and really in our lives um, to, to do this together? Yeah, there's many aspects to that question and layers, I would say, as my journey has gone on. But I would love to yeah. learn about the layers. Yeah, I think for me, one of the, one of the problems that I found myself in and, I, and actually posted a question in a community the other day about insecurities that men have and a lot of it is revolved around friendships especially with males and I just realized that I felt unsafe a lot of the times so like confessing just to God was super comfortable I think a lot of people get into that place where like that is just like no one else knows like there's not really going to be an immediate like someone's face drooping because of your sin or your or your error so when you confess to God it feels a little bit safer a little bit more comfortable So that was a huge thing I struggled with. I even Mm -hmm. look back to lapses in my integrity, even when I was in recovery, even when I had sobriety and some freedom, I would just, sometimes I would even check Facebook and, you know, people you may know and go on that rabbit trail. And it's like, I would have to come and confess to you. You would even see it on my face. Like, John, like something's off. Like you, like it was, it was seen. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, wow, these are moments where I'm called to greater integrity greater honesty so i'm just gonna pause here for a second because i think this is really great to get come back to and i think so many actually relationships this is this is where we fall in 
like so many problems, fights and issues when it comes to safety then and then also ruining trust and safety because of confession and repentance. And so many people would actually not consider this a confession and repentance, but actually like that's where trust and safety is built mm. is within that confession and repentance yeah. within a relationship as well. And I think so many people don't think about it in a way of like, oh, it comes down to a relationship as well. Yes. Um, and and how like how our marriage has grown since confession and repentance has been part of our lives. And that's actually honesty, honesty within a, the relationship that we come and and we are actually. I really like that that word that we feel uh, the sorrow of what we've done and not just like, I'm sorry, you know, like mm. we're actually remorseful. Yeah. And this is a huge yeah. change is like what I've seen uh, within kind of how how you've interacted over the past couple of years is like um, just the, the difference between you actually coming and having a remorseful heart over what you've done and that being the confession and repentance mm-hmm. is actually being having the heart in it contrite spirit yeah yeah so so i would say you know and that the same thing goes for me it doesn't change the fact that i am off the off the hook mm. to like that that doesn't mean just because sean um sean might have broken safety with me doesn't make doesn't mean that I might not be breaking a safety with him as well mm-hmm. by what I'm doing so so this is really important to understand I know this might be really heavy and it's also like I don't know your situation but I know for a fact that you are not perfect I know for a fact that you are a person and you as you know you know it's like I would actually say to sometimes Sean that like I I am struggling right now with phone or I feel yeah. like I have like I literally ate this and it was like midnight and I didn't tell anybody yeah. and it was like and I feel terrible now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell you that the previous day because yeah. I was dealing with this and it just certain things like that that seem like silly, but if I'm doing something in secret that I don't feel good about mm-hmm. and I am uh, just I'm really inviting you in my life into the parts of me that are actually ugly mm. and that's what we're doing with each other it's actually the confession and repentance within that we're inviting each other each other into these ugly parts mm-hmm. and wow that is so hard mm. so really yeah good. I just want to reiterate that I think so many people don't think of this being in the relationship more thinking of a greater grand scheme of things of like confession repentance is only like with god yeah kind of what you were saying yeah it's so powerful what you're saying and 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 this is probably like some of the layers like going back to when i was addicted to porn like i wasn't confessing and repenting i wasn't doing that well and you know there's a difference between having like thoughts and not dealing with your thought life and then it leading to action so like having a thought is it could be intrusive you deal with it like that's not sin but when you start agreeing with thoughts and acting on them and fantasizing that's sin and that becomes where confession and repentance is really important in a relationship where someone's struggling with porn someone's struggling with something so that's often a question i get is like what should i tell my girlfriend my fiance my spouse and i think first off one of the things you need to do is ask them what they want to know and then the second thing is like, what is sin? 
and then confessing and repenting becomes the obedient step to you showing that you're trustworthy and that you're actually willing to experience the consequences of your sin when they happen because confession and repentance there's no more running from mm-hmm. your sin mm-hmm. you're really opening yourself up to say wow i don't want to keep doing this i don't want to have to do this every time and and that's really the reality of when you actually have a habit of confession and repentance with another brother with your wife with your spouse it actually creates a support system mm-hmm. an accountability system mm-hmm. and the beautiful thing about going back to what i said at the start is all of this is wrapped around the father being loving mm-hmm. you're not confessing or repenting to him because he needs to know about your failure you're confessing or repenting to him because he wants you to know that he still loves you mm-hmm. and even when your wife is disappointed or discouraged or vice versa the father's love in scripture says repentance sorry it says love is what draws us to repentance mm-hmm. and repentance is the only solution to turning from sin and turning turning towards life love god and, and I think that's so powerful. Oh, I love that. That's so amazing. And I speak with passion because my story was a lot of hiding, yeah. a lot of lying, yeah. a lot of unsafety that was more assumptions than true. So I think that's why I'm so passionate about this topic mm. because now I have mentors in my life. I'm much more open with Helena. Like, oh, I have it's a beautiful. lifestyle where the, like, I wake up in the morning over prayer walks and I do the acronym PRAY. It's praise, repent, ask, yield. So every day my second step in my prayer life is to repent. And that's a very common theme for me. It's often repenting of, you know, being short with Helena, the thoughts I have towards her, not being patient with Violet, wanting to be, you know, profit driven in my business. And sometimes there are other things, but repentance is part of my daily prayer life because I sin every day. And that makes me realize that, wow, everyone must sin every day. And that doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It means that I need God more than ever. I love that. Oh, so beautiful, hon, the way you're explaining that. I think it just speaks really humility and uh, but just the, the, the beautiful part of humility. And I feel like when we repent, we really uh, become more humble. And mm-hmm. because we just... Um, and I feel free, like, right? Like when we repent to God and to each other, we are free because we're known, we are, we're loved in the messes and we are not hiding. Mm. Um, because of, like it's almost like when we're not confessing and repenting, we're hiding like Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah, that's right. We really are. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Because mm-hmm. God was literally right there with them saying, where are you? Mm-hmm. Not in a demeaning, pissed off kind of way, but in a way of like, I want you to know that I know what you've done Mm -hmm. and I still love you. Mm -hmm. Like God sent them out of the garden, but it wasn't like he hated them. It was that they sinned and broke that perfection of the garden. And he even even clothed them as they were leaving Mm -hmm. the garden because of his love. And that was the beginning of a, of a animal sacrifice, Mm -hmm. which then has been completed in Christ. So that's a whole nother tangent, but like (laughs) God's love is all throughout scripture in the book of judges and the book of Kings. Like, come on, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. They went against the Lord. This one did evil in the sight of the Lord. It's like, but they humbled themselves and then God blessed them. Like David, it's amazing. Like that's, you know, he was still called after God's own heart. Totally. It's beautiful. And so even, even after what he's done, um, 
So I wanted to actually um, say a couple of last things and maybe ask about that. What do you think of natural consequences within um, within a context of confession and repentance? Uh, do you think is it helpful to to understand the natural natural consequences of us not confessing and repenting? So people have an understanding of you know if you don't do that, it's not that it's not that. Yeah, it's not that. Um, like, how is your life gonna look like mm. naturally? Mm-hmm. Because there are natural consequences baked in yeah. the design of yeah. the way that God made this world totally. and made us. And so, regardless, you know, so like, why don't we live for the way that God designed it in the goodness? Because that's where we find love. That's where we find freedom. That's where we find mm. his the beauty of life. And so, I think understanding the natural consequences of when we follow his design, the goodness yeah. and natural consequences when we don't follow his design mm. of, of the confession yeah. and repentance. Yeah. I think it's Psalm 132. Don't quote me on that. I didn't prepare this, but it says something along the lines of like when there's something like inside of you that you're not sharing, it like eats away at you paraphrasing completely it's i think it's like eats your bones actually it yeah. says literally like when you don't share yeah. it it eats your bones yeah like it's like pretty drastic like yeah so the, the thing is is like there's a freedom in confession and repentance because it allows you to be fully known so you can be fully loved and it's only in being fully loved that you can change the way you live like when that's why it says love is what draws us to repentance not fear not anger it's love and it's only love of christ that can actually change our lives that's why you and i believe freedom is only available to christians the challenge here is that so many people me included sometimes we think that when we sin it's not confession or repentance that leads to freedom it's actually fixing the error on our own to be better next time it's like it becomes a works focus rather than a love focus because works will exhaust you. Love will actually change your works, which is really crazy, right? Mm. So a lot of times, and this is part of the, maybe the theology around this idea. I think that would be the right term. Um, most people think that when they sin, God distances himself from them. But what actually happens is we distance ourselves from God. And we usually suck our wounds for a day or two, pick ourselves back up and try and fix what we went, where we went wrong and then present ourselves as beautiful to God rather than come to him as this decrepit, sinful person to be loved on. And that's the challenge, right? When we have a works mentality, there's no love in that so that mm-hmm. we never change. We end up just being like the second brother, the prodigal son's brother. But the other side is like coming to God just broken. So all there is is love. And it's that love that actually changes the way we live. You sound like that's what you've experienced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very emotional because it's real. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can... I know, babe. Hmm. It's been... I used to work for journey. everything. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's so powerful to, to hear you speak like this, babe, after so much what we've gone through and how difficult it's been for both of us mm-hmm. yeah and it's really emotional to hear you speak with such passion for the lord and actually knowing him deeply in his love and him changing you from the inside out mm-hmm. yeah 
yeah, I just had a session with a mentor on Monday telling him about, yeah, confessing to him about the lies that I've been believing about myself and how they have taken a new language compared to the last time I talked to him about these lies. And it was just a beautiful time, an hour of confession and repentance and him speaking into it. And it was just life giving. Mm. And those are beautiful moments that I felt spiritually healed. As it says in James, Mm. confess your sins to God and another and pray and you will be spiritually healed. I just think, wow, it's true every single time. Mm. We just have to open ourselves up to finding one or two safe people that we can confess and repent with. Mm. And that is usually the challenge for most men. And that's why I'm a safe person. Yeah, they could do this. That's right. And the reality is there's so many out there. I would say I would even dare to say that um, it's like within a relationship, it was in the marriage. I would say it's the same way. Like you have a covenant the same way we have a covenant with the Lord. And the covenant of marriage is a special covenant. It's not just uh, anything. It's just not. It's, ju- it's not just another person to to confess. Even though you might not feel safe with that person in that in that moment right now, it is it, the natural consequence of not sharing this within that covenant. You actually, it's like the natural consequence of not sharing it with God and only sharing it with a, another person and the natural consequence is only sharing with other person and God and not sharing with your with your spouse is that is just going to lead to greater frictions greater destruction greater yeah. problems uh, within your marriage because it. it's again like the Garden of Eden yeah. where we are hiding um, right. we are hiding from each other and there's there's no space for rebuilding of trust and intimacy and safety if we continue to go down the road of hiding and which i so can relate to we all can relate to this this is a human condition this is not anything new under the sun we can all relate to the fact that we all feel the just the temptation to hide when god is calling Mm. us to uh, a greater freedom and repenting and confession and actually love in that that's right yeah and there's something really powerful about experiencing the tension of making a mistake Mm -hmm. i think we need to experience that when we see it as a opportunity rather than a curse when we feel healthy guilt it is what propels us to make changes most people mistaken guilt for shame shame says that you are a failure Guilt says that you failed. And if you failed, you can use that failure as a learning lesson. But if you are a failure, then everything you do follows failure. And that is so huge to decipher those because God wants to use the guilt. And sometimes guilt seems like a dirty word. We can call it discipline, we can, whatever we want to call it. But I think like guilt can be really healthy. It can be healthy because we don't learn in a comfort state. Yeah. We don't learn from a, a, a state of, or we don't grow from a state of comfort. Rarely, we really, we grow from the state of, most time, very uncomfortable places of seeing where, where 
we need to change. That's right. Yeah. So safety plus discomfort is usually where people have the most healing. So mm-hmm. that's why in the community and with my clients, I'm all about safety, but discomfort in the way of challenging my the men I work with in our marriage. There's been a safety that has been developed. Helena, you're very good at creating challenging environments that make me uncomfortable because I'm a <laughs> prideful man. And, and you're uh, the same yeah. thing. We both yeah. challenge each other and that's why it can yeah. be it can be difficult. Yeah. And, but I think that I don't want a relationship to stagnate. I don't want to become roommates. I married you for a reason and that means that we're going to grow old. That means hmm. that we're going to go through discomfort. That's right. I would rather go through discomfort than dying in oh, numbness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only comfort that is is good is when it's from the Lord, and so often we don't know what that even means. So when we grab things for comfort, it just never helps. So let's just wrap up. It's going to be in the show notes, just to tie it all together. But really, just we we talked about some of the problems of usually mindset and posture towards confession and repentance, and really just this beautiful idea, realization, mindset shift, invitation, opportunity that just crushes all of that junk that we often experience that the enemy wants to keep us in. And we talked about the revealing, which is confession, the sealing, which is repentance. Talked about being remorseful, having a contrite spirit. Talked about humility, finding safety. We talked to us about a lot of different things, but one of the things I want to just go back to really quick is just this idea that we need to reveal our error, which is confession. We need to seal the error, which is repentance. And I think it's really important that we all find one or two key safe people, preferably the same gender that you can meet with or talk to or send a voice note to, maybe five minutes at the end of every day. Hey, Joe, just want to let you know, man, today I, 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 I want to reveal these errors to you. I thought this way. I agreed with this today. This is what I did that was sinful. And actually just have like a five-minute recap with a brother so that you can be lifted up and prayed for, or maybe you get together once a week and actually just talk about the areas of lapsing in integrity and pray for one another mm. and reveal it so that you can seal it and then talk about how are you going to change that? What's different next time? What is the repentance plan? I think those are really key elements to and not just confessing, which I think Christians are pretty good at, with God at least, but the repenting, which is the changing, because it's not just an oath or a vow, it's an action plan. So that's something that I'm really passionate about and something that I'm always challenged by because that's something that if I'm sinning every day, I need to confess and repent, that means that I need to even develop and grow in the ways I have repentance Mm -hmm. plans. So I say this with a humble heart Mm -hmm. because I'm coaching myself right now. Yeah, and when it comes to the relationship part and, uh, you know, like I guess confession and repentance within a relationship, um, we do like to refer to... um, more doing like natural consequences and boundaries which we're going to talk about in our upcoming episodes about boundaries and natural consequences what does it look like for each other and then a really having clarity within your relationship what do you guys need to know about like what do you guys need to know what would you like to know when you know just that that you really would appreciate if the other person tells you uh, when some when something's off so you know there are certain things like Sean was saying like if there are thoughts that are you're agreeing with like there are things that obviously you have an accountability brother for and that's I don't think that that wife should replace that totally um, totally there's a difference so between, there's a huge difference in that I also yeah. want to mention that yeah absolutely yeah we don't want our wives to become our ally or accountability partner right. she's your wife 
that's a big and different role and she shouldn't be the one who has to parent you that's exactly or guide you in your recovery she sure can help you and be there to bless you but it shouldn't be the first point of contact i think it's very important to process things with a person who can really challenge you in a way that's not so emotional Mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah, I, well, we're gonna we're gonna definitely yeah. uh, bring more clarity to how it does this work. Yeah, because there are definitely are some ca- there are some caveats to that as well. Caveats to yeah. to this and a relationship um, in a relationship and how to how to go about this. Yeah. Let's so, save that for an episode because it needs its own. So we'll write episode. that down as the one of the next one or two. So yes. Anyway, anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you could hear our hearts, that this has been a journey of us learning. So I pray that you can see that it'll be a journey for you to learn as well. And it is a beautiful shift in the heart. So as we always want to say and end, may our failures be your success. So God bless. God bless and lots of love. Hey, did you know that you can be a part of our vision of transforming 100,000 relationships in the next seven years? The easiest way for you to do that is to rate, review, and share our show so other men, women, and couples can experience healing and transformation. And for yourself, hit subscribe to get the new episodes right to your library as soon as they come out. If you want to take it a step further, it would be incredible if you would let someone know about our Recovery Accelerator program, an all-in-one systemized and proven roadmap to helping Christian men experience lasting freedom from porn. You can get more information on that at secrethabit.ca slash porn recovery program or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning into our show today. God bless.